this year we're kicking 2004 right in the nads we're gonna <laughs> run that back <laughs> i was going straight <laughs> off the dome i was like maybe this will work nah i had to follow it through to it so <laughs> You just go, we're kicking it right in the, and then it's just bleep for like six seconds. Oh man, that would be good. Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name is Kenneth Jackson, and welcome back to Cinevibes. I'm, of course, joined here by my good friend and co-host, Trey Riley. Hello, Trey. Hello, world and Cinevibe people. And today, we're back with another Cinevibes movie draft. This episode, we're going to be going with 2004, and we're, of course, joined here by Graham and Gavin. What's up? Hello. Welcome back. Thanks for being with us, guys. Always awesome. Happy to be here. And so we've already rolled the dice and figured out who's going to go in what order. Wow. I am first. Uh, that's amazing. That's a rare <laughs> occurrence. Yes, I know. Don't blow I, it. I'm so, I'm so used to being last, but... <laughs> Before we get into the movie draft, here's what's going on in the news this week. Black Widow has dropped and is breaking records. $80 million is what the film has dragged in so far at the box office, as well as $60 million in Disney Plus revenue. This $80 million is not the $100 million that they were hoping for, which was in the predictions previous to COVID, but it is a good sign that theaters are recovering. And this is more than the opening box office domestically for F9 which brought in $70 million in its opening weekend. Cannes has also started this week with the likes of Jodie Foster, Matt Damon, and Bong Joon-ho in attendance. So if you're a big fan of indie movies, definitely keep an eye on all the news that comes out of this week and the next. With that being said, let's get back to the movie draft. For my first pick to kick off the draft right off the bat, I'm going to go with, man, what a good year. My first pick, this one, it might not be the one to go for right away, but for me, I got to do it. It's going to be the sci-fi pick the day after tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. What a old. What a rewatchable movie. I saw this film in science class uh in high school which goes to show you the curriculum but this film it stuck with me because as a sci-fi fan i was like completely enthralled in this film and its story and also the performances were fantastic I like i like this movie it's uh i remember when we saw it we were not home we were traveling and it was raining and i never saw a trailer and i saw this movie and it's like so scary to be in mm-hmm. that uh, headspace yeah mm-hmm. uh, i was in a place I'd never been and i was a uh, was raining really storming and i was watching this movie about storms it was quite the experience it was like the perfect experience for someone to have with this movie yep solid 
great cast. Jake Gyllenhaal. We love you. Yes. I spent way too much time trying to understand the title. Like the day after tomorrow. It's like, that's just the day after tomorrow. It's a, it's a title. And then, you know, yeah, you get past that and it's like, it's awesome. Like the, it's a disaster movie, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's meant to like entertain in a weird way, you know, and I think it does just that and it makes you think about, you know, what if something crazy like this happened, you know? Absolutely. Recently, the director, writer, producer, Roland Emmerich, who's also done Independence Day, a bunch of great blockbuster films, well, great, depending on your mileage, great. He mm-hmm. mentioned that his favorite movie is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh. And I, my mind was blown because it's like all of his movies are Close Encounters of the Third Kind and some <laughs> li- weird yeah. angle and some weird like perspective on Close Encounters of that it. movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So uh, everything made sense. My life was finally open I, <laughs> when I realized that his favorite movie was Close Encounters. So that's, that was fun. Good movie. Good pick. Yeah. Solid. Up next is myself, and I kind of want to ruin someone's day, but I'm oh. not. I'm going to avoid that because oh, I have no, dignity. Please. No, we, we're this, ah, whatever. Go ahead. I potentially am going to ruin someone else's day, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> Comedy horror. I'm going with Ocean's Twelve. Oh, uh, okay. Solid, good one. Solid. Best Ocean's. And I picked Ocean's Eleven. Oh, that's right. What was that, 2001, I believe? 2001, yeah. You picked Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. And we were like, great pick. And this is also a great pick. Yeah, I love the trilogy. It is fun. Every second of the movie is just working through the plot and the how they do it scenario. I love how it's edited. It's just a beautiful movie. And then, you know, we already talked about the cast. It's just everyone that was famous was in that movie. So It's my favorite of the three. Yeah, me too. Same cast plus Catherine Zeta Jones and Vincent Castle. Love me some Vincent Castle and Catherine Zeta Jones. And Bruce Willis for a scene. Yeah, for one scene. about that. Lots of very funny lines in that movie. I think we find ourselves saying some lines from that movie sometimes. Really, really good sequel. All right. Moving on. Gavin, are you going to ruin someone's day? I am going to ruin someone's day. Yeah. And he's yeah. going to do it without remorse. Yeah, no, this is an easy, this is a layup. So, I know. Uh, block, blockbuster epic, I'm going to go Spider-Man 2. I know. There it is. I know. I knew it. <laughs> also, going back to our previous pod, our previous draft for the movie draft, I picked X2, which I thought was a killer comic book movie. I think Spider-Man 2 is top three. I mean, if not the best, it is so good. But I will actually give the floor to Graham to talk about how much he loves this movie briefly before he goes into his pick. But um, yeah, I love Spider-Man too. Well, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love it. I love it even more than I did. Uh, oddly, like, you know, I, I loved it with the action and, you know, seeing it, seeing it as a kid, being so excited for it, you know, it was awesome. But Peter Parker being like a college kid and having to deal with life struggles is just so... It feels so much more real than any other superhero film to me. Like, it's so much more cheesy, obviously. It's so much more comic-y. But, like, look at his apartment building. His room. His apartment room looks completely believable. And his problems are very 
honest. And mm-hmm. It's a great film. Like it's not just a good blockbuster. It's, it's a it had Alvin Sargent writing it. He has a he's a written classic movies. Yeah, um, and it, that shines through. Um, it has a great villain, uh, great actor Alfred Molina. Uh, I love it. Uh, I can't believe we're we're going back to this well. Apparently, Alfred Molina has confirmed he's going to be in the new Spider Man movie. <laughs> Ah, forgetting what what the the NDA whatever he has to sign he said screw it I'm in this movie I had I didn't have to do much I had fun I got paid you know classic classic actor move that scene where Doc Ock's on the operating table and his arms just start going ballistic is one of the most frightening scenes of all time it's so so frightening so good Really get, capturing his uh, his roots, uh, director Sam Raimi's roots there, with the the horror ish elements of that scene is so good. There's literally a scene where he has a chainsaw. <laughs> it's like that's Evil Dead. He literally has a, a shot where it goes like whoop, like there's an insert shot of a hand, but it's shot mm-hmm. with a chainsaw. That's uh, Evil Dead. So I wish more since we're in the superhero game, or as Sean Fantasy from the the big pictures to call it the superhero industrial complex. Since we're <laughs> in that, why don't we just let these directors just do that? But we don't really. And it makes me sad. It's like <laughs> everyone talks about that scene that guy mentioned. Yeah. Uh, but we don't get scenes like that anymore, really. So we might be moving. Good choice, Gavin. It a little bit. It's a good choice. You did oh, yeah, a good I forgot job. that was Gavin's choice. <laughs> Thank you for letting me talk. Sorry. That's their most respectable. Way to destroy someone. <laughs> I tried. So since Spider-Man 2 was not up, I'm going to go, this is weird. I'm going to surprise myself. I'm going to go comedy and go Napoleon Dynamite. Ah, nice. Ah, man. I thought about that one. I love this movie. Mm. It's so charming. And I know people found it annoying at the time. And I think that it probably got overwrought at the time. But if you just watch it now, it's so funny and sweet at times. And I, I just I like it even again with Spider Man too. Like I love this movie even more than when I was like watching it as like a bright eyed little kid. So mm-hmm. that's my choice. Wasn't that made for like hundred in the hundred thousands? Yeah, a very nothing. small budget and just really took off. I love when stuff like that happens. Yeah, and you can tell too. Like it's. It's people you don't know, but you do know them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, they're so, you can touch them and feel them. Yeah. Like, their, their presence. Very lived in. Very lived in. Very great film. It's a great pick. Round two. What do you got for us? Oh, I'll have to pick an adventure an animation family movie. Because, that, again, that's like the, the Lynch, the, the Achilles heel of this thing. We always run out of these movies. So I'm going to go Shrek 2. Ooh. Mm. He's to- he's taking it. Shrek Kicked 2. me right below the belt. I know. It's okay. Shrek 2 is another awesome movie. I prefer the first one mm-hmm. because it's more of a hangout movie and I like hangout movies, but the sequ- it's a it's like it's like the it's like Terminator 1, Terminator 2. I like Terminator 1 better, but like Terminator 2 is like a perfect sequel and a perfect movie in, in its own right. Same thing with Shrek. Like I'm not even being sarcastic. Like this is peak sequel. The kind of sequel that we're like, why? Like, it's impossible to get this quality of a movie made. It's a sequel. It's kind it's of impossible. Like lightning yeah, striking twice. Exactly. Uh, clearly, it was lightning in a bottle because the third one was 
God awful. Don't watch Shrek the Third. Shrek Four is okay, but don't watch Shrek Three. It's awful. <laughs> but Shrek Two, that's good stuff. Yeah, Shrek. I mean, it just it was it did something. I don't know how to really bring it to words, but it kind of changed things. Mm-hmm. Not just the first or second one, just in general. Yeah, making big animated films that feel like Hollywood blockbuster type movies. For sure, it feels. I feel like they could be up there with the big, the big, big movies, and like the yeah. scene with giant gingerbread man is ridiculous. Oh, but like this so is much. this is like something out of an epic movie. That's and what we, I sign up for when exactly. I go to see a movie. And we have me in the background. We have Jennifer Saunders singing "Hero," <laughs> on the "Hero for the Night." Yeah, like, good stuff. Like who, so whoever, whoever thought of these ideas, like there was a whole team. And yeah, God bless him. Hats off to him. Gavin, what do you got? I'm going to go with Animated Family as well and pick The Incredibles. Oh, oh my gosh. I think every, everyone loves wow. this movie. The is getting smaller. Everyone you can't loves this movie. not love it. Yeah. So, I mean, I know it's a good pick. Uh, everyone loves it. And that's, I don't really have much to say about it. I mean, it's just a classic. Yeah. I'll say something. Classic Pixar. Yeah. I'll say it has probably the best setup and payoff ever, mm-hmm. which is. The montage where he's, you know, having, you know, family life and doing exercising. It's a beautiful montage. And he's throwing the football as hard as he can because it's, you know, he's <laughs> super strong. And, you know, Dash is super fast. He gets to catch it. And then he does that exact same thing at the at the last, uh, the big climactic scene. He goes, mm-hmm. go long. You know, uh, I get chills every time. It's like, that's yeah. such a brilliant, <laughs> like, that's, that's the script writing. That's, yeah, that's what we go to movies for. Yeah. I, one of the things I remember a lot about The Incredibles is I had the game on the GameCube. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. We had if, the Xbox version. I swear, man, playing uh, as Frozone on that game was fantastic. There were two games. One was a Frozone game and one was like a tie-in game. I think uh, I think I must have had the Frozone game yeah. because, God, I, I love the heck out of that game. Also, Honey's Where's My Super Suit? Had to throw that in there. <laughs> One of the most iconic <laughs> so, lines. Really funny. Yeah, so many lines. I'm thirsty. I know. Freeze. You know. <laughs> great, great stuff. For my second pick, I think I might surprise some people here. Surprise us. I'm surprised. For sci-fi adventure fantasy, I'm picking National Treasure. No! No, how could you do this? <laughs> Great stuff, that movie. If I've ever watched a movie that made me so intrigued by the history of the U.S., it's this movie. And Absolutely. it's so fun. It feels, frankly, believable in some wild way. It's like, is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess you can do that. <laughs> so... Yeah, I love it. Nicolas Cage, of course, has made all sorts of movies, but perhaps one of his more grounded ones. It's great. Mm-hmm. The range of that guy is insane. Like he manages to convey that he's like a normal, like just guy who likes like history or whatever. Yeah. And it's like you're you're the face off guy too. <laughs> it's like amazing. <laughs> yeah, I like that film a lot. I went to the Library of Congress like 2017, 2016, and it's the Library of Congress. It's literally like a mark of the world. Like everyone knows what that is. Yeah. And we go there and it's like, oh yeah, they filmed National Treasure over there. It's like 
It's crazy. Like that's how wide, like, like they even a, a place like that has to acknowledge that national treasure in film here. Like mm-hmm. that's just neat. I want, I want to be, I want to be in that movie. Like if they make another movie like this, I just want. I, I like the digging through the archives and like figuring out like the inner, you know, all that stuff is always so fun. Mm-hmm. Fun movie, it's a fun movie. Yeah. All right. Now with my pick, man, Trey, I I can't believe you. I just. How dare you? It's like I get destroyed, but then someone <laughs> had just destroyed me. So I'm just passing it along to you. You just, yep. Passing it right along. Paying it forward, as they say. Speaking with passing things along, I'm going to take my animated pick. There was a lot of really good uh, animated films that came out this year. A lot of iconic stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. <laughs> yep. Hey. Wow. Yep. It's well, iconic. Did it have a like secondary name? Or is it just SpongeBob SquarePants? SpongeBob movie? the movie. Yeah. SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie. The movie. Oh, okay. Because sometimes it has like a secondary name and that's the more the fun. The sequels part. have like elaborate names, but the first one is. Sponge one's just on the movie. Run or something. Yeah. Which is, I haven't seen the newest one. I don't think I will, but I like the movies. Like, they're fun. I like them. What a classic show in general. So, how does it translate to the movies? I haven't seen the movie. It, it translated pretty well, honestly. It was its own thing uh, because of the animation style. It kind of differed. Right, it was like uh, 3D. Drastic. It wasn't, well, it did have a mix between live action and cartoons, so that was really interesting to Sometimes see. Sometimes to really horrifying effect. Yes. The diver. Is, oh my God, is, I swear as a kid I was like. It's scary. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to be sleeping with my uh, door open and yeah. all lights in the house on. It's not quite as strong as this, but it reminds me of like E.T. when they're, all sick and they open the door and there's these guys in hazmat suits it's like ah yep you don't want to see that as a kid there's a line in there that graham and i quote all the time and it's uh it's when spongebob gets away from the bad guy and there's like no way the bad guy got out of the situation (laughs) and then he shows up right behind spongebob and he's like you got guts kid (laughs) (laughs) so graham and i say you got guts kid like all the time I don't know why. <laughs> what you got next? So for my next pick, I'm going to go for the comedy. It's going to be Anchorman. Oh, wow. Heck yeah. Yep. I, I, I quote this way too much. This film is extremely quotable, and I think about it probably on a, if not weekly basis, like every other week basis. Mm-hmm. Just because some of the quotes in there are fantastic, like glass case of emotions. Come on. Milk was a bad choice. It's my, milk, <laughs> milk was a bad choice. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Unique New York. Unique New York. Ron Burgundy <laughs> is one of the best characters that's ever been brought to screen. Mm-hmm. I even like the second one. It wasn't as good or quotable, but it had some funny, funny lines and yeah. I enjoyed it. The first one, though, is classic. That mustache. Oh, it's like it, it, the Impeccable. hair. Impeccable. Yeah. Yep. Christina Applegate. Also really funny. In that. Yeah. Yes. Surprised me seeing that. I guess I didn't know her very well before that. Brick had a trident. <laughs> Killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to lay low. <laughs> that was really one thing the sequel took way too far. 
like that was a such a such a great moment that first one it was like we're gonna top it. it's like no no don't don't even do it yeah don't even do the it hangover like, had that problem too they were like oh he yeah zach alfanakis is so funny we're gonna make everything funny with him yeah and it's like it yeah it's funny but it kind of just worked you need the things you know just you know we don't need all these people you don't have to take it to 11 every time no no <laughs> we just come up with like the dope like the dolphin was it the dolphin that like they adopt like that's funny to me like it's there's nothing like that in the first one <laughs> stuff like that made me laugh but. yeah also if you watch steve carell's audition for this film it's also absolutely fantastic as well so highly recommend a little bit of searching for that it's great for my next pick strap in boys Mm. what you got for us Terry? don't do it to me again (laughs) (laughs) i wish i could just destroy someone but it's not gonna happen (laughs) this one's actually really tough but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go drama and I'm gonna pick the aviator. Mm. Uh, mm. Not blockbuster? Nope. Got a, got a different one for that, but Because you could. You could. It's really expensive, you can tell. It was. It is one of the movies I've seen in the past few years and I don't know why I hadn't seen it. I guess when I was younger, it didn't seem appealing. But what a person. Yeah. Like, this is based on Howard Hughes. And if even a fraction of that is true, which it is, you can look it all up. Holy smokes. Like, this dude is insane. And Leonardo DiCaprio just plays it perfectly. Like, yeah, he, he brings so much movie stardom to that role. Like, yeah. yeah. But like it was interesting because like we we when we fought when we see Howard he's young and Leo's a young guy and he's bringing his own energy to that role. When he gets older, he has to like really get you know the nuances yeah. and he nails it. I think like the courtroom stuff is just like it's like wow, it's good. I I watched it recently. So uh, groundbreaking kind of film because the the Technicolor stuff they did uh, the color correction they did was. Uh, something that hadn't really been done yet. Um, it was so unique. Very the unique. The coloring yeah. of it was bizarre and beautiful at the same time. It's odd that they use like color to to tell a time when it was in black and white. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. oddly, I think like they use two colors, like red and blue, and right. they kind of use that as like a way to tackle the black and white era. If that makes sense, like it's it's really really smart. Didn't Christopher Nolan write a script for Howard Hughes? He did. Who who did he want to play him? He wanted Jude Law, and then uh, David Russell put him in a headlock and said, "No, I want Jude Law for my film in Iron Huckabees." This is a real story. I'm not making this up. David Russell literally put Christopher Nolan in a headlock when he wanted uh, Jude Law to play Howard Hughes. Dang. Then Jude Law ended up being in The Aviator as Errol Flynn, which is really mm, funny. It's interesting. Yeah, I knew there was a thing there. I just didn't know yeah. who he had wanted. Yeah, it was Jude, Jude Law was at least one of the people he considered. So that was a different script, I assume, yes. right? Just... Apparently, it was the best thing he had ever written, Christopher Nolan. Imagine, imagine that. Best thing, he, he Christopher Nolan, the guy who brought us such delights, says this is the best thing I've ever written. <laughs> it's like, okay, Scorsese, you can go 
do your thing. That's, At the same time, fine. not that surprising given who the character is, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do I do here? Oh, I know. Yeah. Sci-fi fantasy, eternal sunshine of the spotless mm. mind. That's a great film. Mm, yes. This is a movie that it's a, it's on a list of mine that's called Movies I Wish I'd Written. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, this movie speaks to me. It's not the best movie. It's not the, you know, it's not the most fun movie, but it is a movie that uh, speaks to me in ways that so many others don't. I mean, in a, in a way, it's like top five, top five films for me because I think it's, it, and that's just a personal thing. It just speaks to me in a lot of ways uh, that most films don't with its blend of sci-fi and humanity, realism and, and fantasy and all that stuff. So I think it's beautifully acted. Uh, Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet are tremendous. I love that film. Yeah. It is a great film. I need to watch it again. It's been a long time, like 2014, 15. I remember it very well, though. Like, the even had that far removed, I'm still, like, remembering the fact that, I guess spoilers, if you haven't seen the movie, but they're, uh, Kirsten Dunn's character and uh, Tom Wilkinson, is that his name? the older mm-hmm. guy have this really interesting dynamic that I, I think about a lot. Cause it's like you, how you really, uh, you, it's like internal, uh, things you can't take them away. It's a very heady movie, which is one of the reasons I like it. You kind of have to pay attention and, and, uh, the, like I said, the blend of the sci-fi with real life was very interesting and curious to me. So I think it's a tremendous feat from a writing perspective. Absolutely. Michelle Gondry, make, make another movie that we can mm. understand the language. He's a French. <laughs> He's French. Make French movies, but also make, make movies in America, too. We love you. Shout out. That was a great choice. The Turtle Center was a great movie. Yeah. I haven't even seen it, and I knew it was a good choice. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Trey, I think you would love Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. I need to get around to it. Uh, let me know. Blockbuster. Epic. Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Yep. It's gonna happen. Harry Potter is gonna be laced in here for a while, dude. Talk about okay, uh, Spider Man, of course, that's a big one. This is like right below it, like, and that's a big thing for me. Like, I, I remember very vividly seeing the movie, and then I remember very, very vividly going to see it again because I loved it so much. Like, I it's this awesome movie, and I again, I, yet again, the film I like even more than I did. Like, I'm the uh, the genius of Alfonso Cuarón uh, shines very brightly in that film. It's amazing. How you, how can you, like, a director like of his caliber and you see him in a movie that's hundreds of millions of dollars and it's like and it's a franchise movie. How does it happen? It doesn't happen. It never happens. And yeah, it did. Becca and I just recently finished the book or finished the third book. We're reading it, and we got to a specific part in the book and I kind of paused and I was like this is the entire movie and we had maybe 75 80 pages left um which and then once we'd finished the book we watched the movie and it's I mean truly the power of filmmaking that you can take the story and the in the ideas of the book and condense everything into that two and a half whatever hour movie because most of it is really taking place within the final pages and they turn the whole movie into it, which is uh, 
bold and unique and obviously it's a it's a very well done movie but i just thought that that was interesting it's a lot different than this than the script Hmm. it's a very cinematic like approach like Mm -hmm. what's like that's the back to the future thing the back to future 2 i should say thing of like oh there it's us we gotta avoid us but Mm. it's uh yeah but it's good (laughs) Uh, it's much better than back to the future 2 no disrespect it's but it's much better yeah. Although, although we got we got to address the elephant in the room, which is time turns. What the heck, man? Where would those go? <laughs> we could have used those later on. I'm not the first one to bring this up, obviously, but you know, it's funny. Uh, that whole that cursed child book that is apparently canon. Mm-hmm. Like that's all it yeah. is. That's all it is. Is time turner stuff, and it's like clearly that that's a big thing, and it just isn't there after yeah. that. So it's yeah. But yeah, Preserve Azkaban, my favorite. My favorite Harry Potter film, that's my choice. Nice. What you got next? I might break Gavin's heart because he's fresh with this, but I'm going to go drama before sunset. Mm, That was on my list. It's an awesome movie. It's a beautifully written film. Uh, I love the, uh, the fact that it's really short. It makes the fact that this is their like time together and the fact that how short it is gives it like a time time clock element yeah. ticking clock element that i think is brilliant mm-hmm. but yeah gabby you'd watch this recently yeah it felt like a, an episode of interdimensional cable because it felt like i was watching like real life but yeah. in, a, in in a more interesting way which i think is something that no one really encapsulates very well and when they try to it's dull but Linklater's ability to do the real uh, relationship dialogue in an 80-minute flick, it's gripping. I mean, it, he, I think Graham said time, taking time. It's like it, it clocks through, and there's so much dialogue, and they just don't miss a beat. It feels so real. And to make that interesting, I think, is a huge testament to the writing and the performances. So, And for anyone that doesn't know about that, this is the second film and a trilogy and all the films are this short blip of a moment when their paths cross and at different times in their lives and it's just it's sweet smart yeah it's really special you don't i've never heard of anything else like this out there so no uh, that long like in real time quite like pretty much like They've aged actually eight, nine years, and it's yeah. kind of like the boyhood thing. But like, I would say this is a little more interesting, just sure. because, like, just because it's like longer, I guess. But also, like, that there's more character to it, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think the the dynamic of a relationship that waxes and wanes is more compelling than growing uh, a growing boy. But they're both very incredible feats, and he's one of our 100%. best filmmakers. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Keep doing your thing. Before sunset drama. Well, I'm not going to miss a beat. Uh, dodgeball comedy. Yeah. Ah. How mm-hmm. often do How we do quit this It was going to go again? away. It was going to go away. Bomby blazer. Um, Recalculate yeah. everything. <laughs> I, dodgeball is, uh, for me, the most quotable movie ever made. Yeah. When people, I mean, every bit of that film is quotable the performances are excellent 
you know, you Ron Burgundy, but then, you know, Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn and, and Dodgeball are just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we could talk about that one for an hour. Oh, yeah. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Cotton and um, <laughs> Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Shout out to Jason Bateman. What an oh, yeah. awesome character. He talked about that on one of his role breakdowns. And he was like, honestly, I just went in and like, was having fun. <laughs> Cotton. <laughs> you will if not you could be have able seen to see the hand Cotton. gesture right there. It's a bold strategy. <laughs> that's some good family fun right there cotton <laughs> I, I go i go uh that's rad a lot but yeah when <laughs> they come rad. in when they come in they're all in the gimpy you know outfits and he's like mm-hmm. that's rad <laughs> yeah I, I can watch the movie anytime like it's if it's on like Anytime I can watch it pretty much. Dude, when Michelle pulls up on a little moped. <laughs> I was literally just thinking about that. <laughs> That's the funniest part of the movie. Snap. He snaps and, and then... then <laughs> <laughs> and the way he hops on is just too much. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> That's comedy. They leave out the middle finger on TV. It makes me sad. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. I love when he comes down the steps <laughs> reading the dictionary. He's like, I like to break a middle sweat. <laughs> yes. That's so good. I, I, oh, by the way, I was thinking about this. Uh, ben Stiller, he's before that. Uh, I, I haven't really seen his 90s career aside from, uh, I don't know, but like he was really known. He was pigeonholed really into these roles of like, you know, shy, kind of awkward men, middle age, not middle age, but like 30s guys yeah. and he does this role mm-hmm. that's completely different like what a interesting like uh, choice as an actor to make i i, I, I admire sweet. i admire yeah. goes on to make the infamous tropic thunder as well which is also really freaking funny <laughs> yeah well definitely talk about that one in the future next up for me i can't stop thinking about dodgeball now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think you want some points there yeah yeah for sure. all i do is win yeah, I'm going to stick with the lightheartedness. Animated family. This was a sleeper film for me. Christmas huh? with the Cranks. Okay, oh. okay, okay. I absolutely love Jamie Lee Curtis in this. And Tim mm-hmm. Allen, their dynamic is perfect. I was just talking to Johanna about the scene where the ham's rolling down the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I love that whole scene. Hickory honey ham. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas with the Cranks is like the one movie every Christmas I have to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking like we don't really have a traditional movie, but I think we have seen Christmas with the Cranks every year. Like the most times probably. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. It's it's funny. Yeah. Ken, back at you. You guys, I swear, y'all are. Shipped him of everything he had. Only taking everything from me. <laughs> this is 2004, man. Like, this is like just oh, so many, so many. Come on, come on. we got there's a lot. Got. There's a lot of bangers, and this one right here was a banger for me as a child. Shark Tale. What? I'm gonna put that in Blockbuster. Nice. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, shout yeah. out to Martin Scorsese. He plays a bull, uh, blowfish. Yeah. I think, I think, whatever that fish is, I forget what it's called. Is that Will Smith starring in that? Yes. I believe so, yes. Yeah. And Angelina Jolie. 
I actually never saw that one. And Renee Rizalviger. So mm-hmm. it's stacked. All of them have designs that look exactly like themselves. I love, I love the animation in this film, honestly. Like it's okay. It's okay. It was good for me. <laughs> I I remember the Jamaican. I literally it was on guys. my mind. I, I yep. And the it's jellyfish. Like, whose idea was this? <laughs> <laughs> like that's just I. I don't know whose idea that was, but they they had it and they put it in the movie. And Jack Black, also, mm. we had who who had a Jack Black movie? Oh, Anchorman. School He's of Anchorman. Rock. He's oh. an Anchorman. It's for yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The fight. Yeah, he, oh. he kicks the he kicks, he kicks the <laughs> dog. That's right. Oh yeah. no, yeah, that's right. On he punches Baxter off the bridge. Baxter, I was trying to remember the dog's <laughs> name. It's Baxter. Yeah, he kicks Baxter, which is a little you know. I'm in a uh, case of emotion. A toy, a toy dog, which is makes it so much more funny. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What do you got next, Ken? All right, next. Honestly. I don't know how close this was to getting picked, but I'm glad I got a shot to take it. Uh, and it's going to be Drama, The Notebook. Oh, oh freak. Yep. That's a good one. It's a good thing we don't right. have a romance category. It actually yep. makes me sad that you just picked that. Honestly, I knew Trey of, would be the one that would be like, Because oh. we talked about that on a previous episode. Yep. Yep. I, I like I The Notebook. It. What do you want? What do you Just want? Just tell me what you want. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. We, we love you, Ryan Gosling. Oh, Ryan, to this. Rachel McAdams. My God. Love it. But yeah. Good film. Solid flick. Shout out to uh, the director of the film, Nick Cassavetes, who mm-hmm. is the product of John Cassavetes and Gina Rollins. Mm-hmm. And Gina Rollins is in the movie. She got to be directed by her son. And I just think that's really that's really nice. That is yeah. cool. John Cas- John Cassavetes, by the way, one of the coolest dudes ever that ever made movies. Straight mm-hmm. up, if you haven't seen a movie that he was starred in or directed, seek him out. Yeah, because he he modernized uh, at least American acting, I would say, and American storytelling to it. Mm-hmm. He predate his movies predate the French New Wave, which everyone makes waves of. But you know, I just went on a tangent with the Cassavetes family, but. <laughs> Notebook's a good movie. Absolutely. Well, I've been shot in the heart by Ken. It's what you get. You shot me in the heart. (laughs) I would do no such thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so my next pick. This may or may not seem bold, but I'm going to go for it anyways. Blockbuster epic, The Passion of the Christ. Mm. Ah, ah, okay. What a choice. What I've a only choice. watched it once. I myself out. <laughs> I was <laughs> small, and this movie terrified me. As well, maybe you guys don't know, but I'm a Christian, so movies like this hit a little bit harder. So yeah, it was maybe the first time I could actually visualize a lot of things that I had read or even since read, and so I think it really hit our country in particular with people going out in the masses to watch this and the box office was huge for a movie like this and being rated R and just really graphic showing everything that you read about in the Bible. So, 
you know, Mel Gibson does his thing and I think it's a great movie. I want to watch it again and see how it holds up now and how it hits me, but yeah, mm-hmm. Passion yeah. Christ. Yep. So I've got two left, but I've got two good genres, drama and wild card. Drama. Big boys. Ugh, some of the good ones are going to be left out. You got to do it. do Born Supremacy as a drama. Mm. Knew that was coming. Cool. That's my favorite of the three. Uh, or, yeah, I guess three slash four. Mm-hmm. Five. Yeah, five. <laughs> There's like <laughs> ten of them at this point. I just, I think it's, I'm a sucker for like thrillers like that. There's a, obviously a, a bit of drama in there as well, but just the pace of the of these films and specifically supremacy is just captivating. And freaking Jason Bourne. I mean, Matt Damon is just mm-hmm. a tremendous actor being able to pull off Oceans as Linus and then going and doing Jason Bourne. I mean, mm-hmm. very few people could pull that off. That's crazy. Yeah. Very few. Yeah. I also think this is probably my favorite one. I would have to watch all of them again, but the uh, it's like the ultimatum is probably better, like technically, but like I prefer the second one because they hadn't quite mastered it yet, and it's more messy and more ex- I don't know, experimental, and it appeals to me more, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it's it's awesome for sure. I love the ending. It's mm, great. It's a great ending. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, I've been a huge fan of the Bourne series. Wasn't so hot about the last two, but uh, the first three are really, really yeah. like, top of the line, top of the line uh, entertainment, I would say. Jason Bourne was a misstep, but Bourne Legacy was fun. I wish it would have been another actual Bourne movie, but <laughs> it was fun. Next up, Graham. Next up. Last two picks. So what do I got? Science, sci-fi, adventure, fantasy, and wildcard. For science fiction, adventure, fantasy, I will go with the movie Life Aquatic with Steve Zuso. Ah, nice. I watched this today. Wow. Literally today years old watching this movie. It's a good movie. Uh, it was Wes Anderson's, it's I think still his biggest budgeted film. Mm. He, uh, he really got to flex with this one. Henry Selleck. Mm-hmm. does some of the stop motion effects all the fish and wild uh, wildlife of sea life is done by henry selick wow ah. it's insane that blew my mind but but he has like this childlike you know quality to his animation mm-hmm. and that contrasted with west Anderson uh, west anderson's just cynical just dry humor yeah and, and he really pushes it in this one you really it's the main the title character is very hard to get behind sometimes. Played by Bill Murray. Of course. Bill Murray. He's hard to root for sometimes, but he the script is good enough and the performance obviously by him is good enough to get you behind him. And I I, I thought it has fantasy adventure and uh, not really science fiction, but definitely quick, you know, knocks those two out. I liked it. Uh, good good movie. That's interesting that you watched it right before the podcast and it hit your list. Watching it on a the Criterion DVD, and ah. it looked beautiful. Like 
don't don't underestimate the DVD if it's mm-hmm. good. Because I was like, is this Blu-ray? Like, is <laughs> it's just even Blu-ray. I think my favorite Wes Anderson's is Moonrise Kingdom, but like, oh yeah, pretty much everything he's made has been good. Like, I've I've not only seen two of his, not seen two of his movies, so uh, he pretty much everything he's done, I've liked. Yeah, yeah, I have been on a slight Wes Anderson kick, so I gotta, you know, especially with newest film coming out, I I gotta catch up. On all his films and make sure I'm, I'm up blanking to date. on the name of the newest one. French Dispatch. It's French That's Dispatch. It, it was yeah. there. It was there in the brain running around, and I could not catch it to save my life. But yes, French Dispatch. With that coming out, I need to catch up on all that he's got going on. Really, uh, Life Aquatic just added it to my watch list. That's got to be in the next week or two that I watch that. Yeah, yeah definitely. For I guess Wild Card. Since that's the last We've one. all got wild card list. Yeah. I'm probably going to cripple you guys here. Oh, no. Kill Bill Volume 2. Mm. Actually didn't even have that much. <laughs> Gavin, I see it in your Gavin got in the first face. movie. I got the second movie, which is my favorite of the two. It's my favorite uh, Kill Bill. It's Patience. And I don't know. When I was watching it, when I watched it as a kid, I just appreciated it. I, I, it was kind of an early indicator that I like this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, sh- I I can thank Kill Bill too for introducing me to that style of film, like watching. It's yeah. like it's not gonna like thrill you every single second. I mean, I think it does, <laughs> but you know, it's not designed <laughs> to like throw everything at you. You like you have to like really like be patient with it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, or at least you know, for a young kid, I had to be patient with it, and I I was rewarded. I thought because I thought was this is really just fun and yeah, Kill Bill too. Yeah. It's a good pick. We'll see what Gavin goes with after being devastated. <laughs> My heart is telling me to pick one movie, but I think the other movie, the one that I'm going to pick, would not be. And I think that that's just a travesty. So I'm going to go with my wild card pick, Mean Girls. Oh, mean man. Girls. I was literally going to do that. Okay. <laughs> taken well i just i couldn't imagine a world in which we do a 2004 movie draft and mean girls doesn't get picked so i know you top talk about quotable movies it's just iconic yeah 100 percent. you got two you got mean girls and freaking dodgeball god oh <laughs> i didn't realize criminal, that tina fey wrote that yeah she did uh um, believe it yeah and she's involved with the production the play production that's going on or went on yeah wow that's a really great Shout out movie. to Amanda Seyfried. She's so funny in that. Not all of them are, mm-hmm. but all, uh, I, that's a funny movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful pick. So now that my wild card has been foiled, <laughs> like Snatched many of my picks, this is just a testament. It doesn't matter what order you go. You can be destroyed. Last... Movie draft, I was first, got pigeonholed this time, second, destroyed, so doesn't matter. Last pick for me, wild card. Honestly, 2004 has a lot of good movies. It's difficult, but this one stands out to me for a few different reasons, and I'm going to have to go with Collateral. 
Mm, oh, collateral. Collateral. Yep. Dang. This is a Michael Mann production, and it's got Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. Honestly, I hadn't seen Tom Cruise like this before. It's a role he, that... He, he never really has done another bad guy role. Yeah, he is a smart bad guy type role, which is always a positive in any movie to start with. And the way he brings that character to life is really interesting. I remember watching it first in my film class I took once and just talking about the breakdown and how Jamie Foxx's character, who is just a a taxi driver, Mm -hmm. has this pivotal moment where the power changes from Tom Cruise's character to Jamie Foxx's character in a nightclub. And that scene is amazing to just see him like a light switch just change from timid little cab driver to, oh, this guy's running the show now. And I could go on and on about this movie. It's all at night in L.A., just beautiful shots of the city and some brutal fighting and action moments as well. It's got perfect choreography, I would say. Like, just perfect camera movements, perfect editing. They obviously work very hard on like the maneuver and the movements and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did I? I'm so mad. Like I don't know why I didn't like have this. <laughs> I watched it recently and it's just like this movie is just great. You know, I I've been thinking about it recently, and you know those neo noir type films. I think that's right up my alley. I think that's actually the genre I would lean towards most out of all of them and yeah collateral it's a film that when i saw just the images from it you know made me want to watch it yeah dude you should definitely check it out if you haven't it's on imdb imdb tv you have to do uh commercials and stuff uh, mm-hmm. but it's definitely worth a watch yeah i'm definitely gonna give that a watch final pick final pick Last one, my wild card pick is going to be another film that I watched quite a lot growing <laughs> up, you know, like all other films I've chosen. <laughs> it's a trope <laughs> at this point. Uh, white Chicks. Hey, it's going to be White Chicks. There it is. Yeah, the da, Waynes da, 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 da. did a fantastic. <laughs> oh, my God. Terry Crews in that scene was just he, iconic and that role yeah. is just iconic best movie moment ever right there mm-hmm. i do love though when earlier when they're in the get up and they're trying to sing along with the song uh that song yeah with, yeah. The, with the white chicks and they're like really struggling because they don't know the words yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was funny i I, yeah. I laugh at it a lot it's a yeah. good time it holds up good watch it's fun so the picks are in Ladies and gentlemen, 2004 was quite a ride. We have a lot of movies that were left out. So let's take a moment to throw out some notable films that were not included in our picks. Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Yeah. Great film. Yeah. Excellent. Can you believe that? Okay, it wasn't his first film, but it was like his first like big, like he had money, <laughs> like some money and got right. like a movie. Yeah, like, that's, that's one of my- it's impressive. One of my favorite movies. Another one for me, 
man on fire yeah dude Didn't like i was that. like it yeah. wasn't really for like on for my list i was crafting it wasn't really like fitting but yeah i mean what a great film mm-hmm. yeah tony scott I, I miss you so much i know dude <laughs> i miss you so much he come was back. like my favorite filmmaker <laughs> for come like a while the, come back from the dead to make suicide squad because you would do the best suicide squad you just would <laughs> one on my list is uh without a paddle hmm. just love that so the dynamic between seth green and dax shepherd and matthew lillard matthew lillard best actors of all time matthew yeah lillard. it's so fun you can't watch that movie and not have a good time i just watched a movie this last night called sideways it's oh a, yeah paul won, giamani won the, yeah the one best screenplay at the academy awards I love this movie. It was uh, just so funny and real in a, you know, outlandish, you know, it got outlandish at some points, but like it it hits a lot of nerves. And I would argue that uh, screenplay should have gone to Before Sunset. I think that's a better written film, personally. But for supporting actor, God, it should have gone to Thomas Hayden Church. He's uh, Sandman from Spider-Man 3. Yeah. He plays the best, best friend character, like, that you could possibly, possibly get. He uh, is a delight. I, I was laughing, uh, like, 90% of the laughs I got from this movie, and I laughed a lot, were because of him. Mm. And I think, uh, I think Morgan Freeman won that year. He did good, but <laughs> this guy. Not we share a birthday good. too. Uh, Thomas Hayden ah, Church and I, Sarah. June seventeenth. I, I I see you, Thomas Hayden Church. <laughs> Excellent. Also, Cellular. Have you ever seen Cellular with uh, Chris Evans and Kim Basinger? That's a fun, fun, fun movie. Uh, not boring for one second. <laughs> That's the uh, one with being trapped in the attic, right? His she, she is trapped in the attic. She has a phone that got broke. Like they break a phone on yeah, their lap yeah. and she manages to get a, a phone call. And it's Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. And he's just like this dude. He's just like, he's Chris Evans. He's just a guy. Yeah. Right. He, he's really good in that movie. He's, it's, it's harder than you might think to just be like confused and like agitated and not make that like a one trick pony. And I think he managed to, yeah, to maneuver that fun movie. I really like that one. Yeah. Always. Well, as always, if it's on TV, I'll watch it. Right. My mention is the Polar Express. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Polar Express. Watch this every single Christmas throughout elementary and middle. So <laughs> it's fully uh, burned into my brain. Yeah. Some of the, like, th- this was another film that I just grew up on. So just, uh, thought it warranted being mentioned absolutely <laughs> my, my, my big memory with that film is watching the trailer and the i was like is this real yeah is this animation like i remember yeah. going and it looking at it now weird. it's ridiculous it's clearly freaking animation it looks horrible <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> no, i'm sorry i i don't like this movie <laughs> yeah but that first trailer like the first i think they spent more time on that trailer than they did in the actual movie <laughs> like a demo for a yep. game yeah because because i was genuinely like what is this like i every time a trailer would come on i would play a lot of movies that we would go see and i would mm-hmm. be like what is this movie like what is this it was a great trailer by the way like it, like they don't show any of the like shenanigans inside the train it's just like this promise 
Yeah. I'm like, look at this, look at this cool thing. What's going on in adventure? Like, I don't know. That's my memory of Polar Express. If yeah. I can mention one more, it would be <laughs> 13 going on 30. Yeah. Because like Jennifer Garner is a gift. She's like one of the sweetest women out there. And though Jeez. I've never bought a Capital One card, I'm always tempted when she comes on the screen. <laughs> but her and Mark Ruffalo, the chemistry is just great. It, it works. It is really genuinely good. Like, uh, they don't, it's hard to make that work. Yeah. A lot uh, for romantic comedies, comedies in general, like to get chemistry. It's good. Good choice. Yeah. Got any others? Uh, the village is good. I like the village. You remember the Forgotten by Gilliam? I had that on my list as well. I like that movie. For, yeah. for what? For which guy? Just in general? I just had it on there. Yeah, I, a very memorable experience watching that film. I may have seen it in theaters. I don't remember, but there's like this. My I remember watching it. There's this scene where uh, I think it's Alfre Woodard is the actress. Uh, is like she finally believes Julianne Moore, like Julianne Moore's been trying to tell everyone that this is like a thing that's happening and it's involving aliens. <laughs> and she's like, I believe you, we're going to get your kid. And then she just flies out of the screen. <laughs> oh God, she flies away. And I, it, it makes a sound effect. like she got hit. Like, boom, she flies away. It terrified me. I, I, I was shook. The little kid was shook that day. <laughs> when 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 Alfred Woodard, I think it's her. I don't know if it's actually her, but she flew away. I, I will never forget that moment, ever. I also wanted to shout out Christian Bale's performance in The Machinist. The Machinist, yeah. He's just creepy as hell. He looks. <laughs> he he's yeah. like eighty five pounds in that movie. It's oh, it's oh. it's a lot. <laughs> and that movie is heavy, but um, I liked it. So 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 he does that. He, he does that movie right, and then the Academy just doesn't see it <laughs> they prefer like, him heavy yeah they, they, they do that will smith meme where they you know look at the camera and they look away <laughs> that's the academy <laughs> with the machinists because i mean what the heck the dude killed himself making this movie and eh, nothing he, he got one for, the, for leah he, he got one for the fire though which is you know that's good but um is that the only oscar he has fighters I, I think so i mean his God. He should have won for American Psycho. For American Psycho, he should have at least three, Five. maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, uh, he had the best performance uh, in 2018. Uh, the ones that were nominated, I think he had the best performance, probably. I would have to remind myself, but it wasn't Rami Malek, right? <laughs> uh, I didn't yeah. see that movie, but it's like, was he better than Christian Bale playing Dick Cheney? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. We'll uh, bring that back up in about a decade and hash it out. <laughs> I won't be big bringing it. I don't like that movie at all, but it's <laughs> great. All righty, guys. That is the picks. That's the notable mentions for 2004 as we continue on our journey through the 2000s and eventually up to today with our movie picks. And we want to hear from you guys. And before we do that, though, here's a summary of the picks made today. Ken had the notebook. I hate you for that. <laughs> Anchorman. Shark Tale. SpongeBob SquarePants. 
The Day After Tomorrow, and White Chicks. A lot of funny yet, movies. Yet just, again, that's 2004 right there, man. <laughs> yeah. That's my 2004, like right there. Mm-hmm. Like you've captured it. For perfectly. myself, The Aviator, Ocean's 12, The Passion of the Christ, Christmas with the Cranks, National Treasure, and Collateral. Man, Collateral, you got man. Collateral. Man, yeah. man. That's At a this movie. point, I'm banking on Collateral taking me somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin had The Born Supremacy, Dodgeball, the most quotable film of all time. Yep. Spider-Man 2, the best sequel of all time. The Incredibles, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and Meat Girls. What a list. That's a good list. Yeah, it's really good. I feel not very confident. I'm not going to reveal my cards, but... And then rounding it out, we've got Graham with Before Sunset, Napoleon Dynamite, Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban, Shrek 2, Life Aquatica with Steve Zhao, and Kill Bill Volume 2. Yep. Nice. So, with all that being said, let us know what you think. Hit us up on Instagram. Pick your selections on the polls on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever they might be, and let us know who has the best picks for 2004. As always, we appreciate Graham and Gavin being on to run through a little bit of nostalgia as we dive through all the films that we grew up with. Yeah, thank you all for being here. Cheers. You can reach us on Instagram at the Cinevibes, and also you can email us with how much you loved my pick of the notebook, cinevibescast at gmail.com. <laughs> Trey's over there mean mugging me right now. I'm uh, but yeah, thank you all so much for being here with us again. And just a lovely little reminder that if you haven't done so yet and you want to catch future episodes, go ahead and slap that follow button just slap Slap it it as hard hard. as you can (laughs) on spotify on instagram on apple podcast stitcher soundcloud slap it just slap it as hard as you can anywhere you watch podcasts and let us know what you think and with that being said we are out